0: This episode is brought to you by Charles Schwab. Decisions made in Washington can affect your portfolio every day. Washington Wise from Charles Schwab is an original podcast that unpacks the stories making news there. Listen at schwab.com slash Washington
1: There's one thing that even a pandemic can't change. Investors' obsession with Tesla. Whether it's founder Elon Musk's Twitter feed, the company's latest models, or the stock itself, buzz about Tesla is as strong as ever. So how does a car maker stay relevant amid a global shutdown? Barons Al Root joins us to answer that question and more. I'm Alex Yule, and welcome to The Readback. Hey, Al. Hi, Alex. How are you? It's good to have you on again. It's good to be back again, sort
0: of in my bedroom, not having moved anywhere.
1: Yeah, so things have changed. I mean, we're doing this remotely. I wish we were back in the studio again, talking to each other face to face. One thing that hasn't changed, though, is one of our favorite topics, which is Tesla. This remains a stock that everyone wants to talk about. And that's actually on fire. So if you had asked me for one really hot stock that I thought would have been particularly hurt by a global pandemic, Tesla would have been very high on my list. And in fact, What's happened is that Tesla is up 43% in the last month, and it's up almost 100% year to date. So Al, tell me what's happening.
0: Well, Alex, you raise a good point. If it was any other car company in the world, you would have been pretty much spot on with the impact of COVID-19. You know, the entire automotive universe from rental car companies to ride hailing companies to parts makers, automakers, almost anywhere around the globe. Auto finance companies—they're pretty much down forty to sixty percent. It's been one of the industry's hardest hit by COVID nineteen. But then, of course, Tesla is on fire, and you say to yourself, "Well, how can this be?" So, if you take this fifty thousand foot view, or maybe a view from one of Mr. Musk's spaceships, and I and I told you a story, and I said, "Hey, there's a stock, and revenue is going to grow twenty five percent, profit margins are going to expand." The demand for its products uh, is hot and they are executing well and expanding very quickly around the globe faster than anyone thought possible. You would say, oh, okay, you know, that sounds like a stock that can hold up in COVID-19. And if you pull back the curtain, it just so happens that stock is Tesla.
1: Give us some perspective in terms of how much at this point Tesla is actually worth. So Tesla, as we sit
0: here in my bedroom today, is worth almost $190 billion. That is just a hair below the most valuable car company in the world, Toyota, which is worth about $200 billion. Tesla basically is now worth more than every other publicly traded car company in North America combined. The stock was up almost 20% yesterday. Today, it's up another 15%. It's been gaining steam, uh, even. And all this with no apparent catalyst for the gains. And what a ride it's been. That stock soaring more than 80% so far this year. That's right, this year. And by the way, it's only February 4th today. So you're talking about 80% gains over the last month and a few days. In the summer of 2019, you know, Tesla was somewhere between, you know, $100 and $200. The stock is over 800 now. And then Q3 earnings came along and they produced a surprise profit. People expected them to lose money, they made money.
1: This was last summer?
0: La, well, into moving into the fall. Okay. And then in the fourth quarter, better than expected earnings, better than expected deliveries. First quarter, better than expected profit margins, despite what was going on in a COVID-19 world. So they've strung together some really impressive results. And you know there's just no ammunition for bears to pick at profit margins, or sales growth, or operational execution issues. They opened up a brand new plant in Shanghai that is now delivering cars in China that are made locally. They've dramatically reduced Tesla's costs of production. They qualify for tax incentives over there. They did it all in under a year. It's an impressive feat. And so everything is going pretty well. And then where the argument breaks down for some of the bulls or the bears is, you know, what is all that, you know, execution and good news worth?
1: Okay, so Al, I hear all those points, but I still don't understand. Why isn't demand for Tesla cars down when really no one is going anywhere and frankly so many people are are losing their jobs?
0: Right. It's an excellent question. There's probably a couple answers. One answer is they're introducing new models. So new new product always helps sales almost in any economic environment. But that's secondary, right? You know, the the bigger story is probably the fact that, you know, for all intents and purposes, Tesla really does sell luxury products. Even though the Model 3 is is a cheaper car relative to the Model S, you know, it's still going to cost somebody about $50,000. You know, it still competes mainly with BMW. And demand for luxury goods has held up a little better than the rest of the economy because, unfortunately, you know, the people who are hardest hit by the COVID-19 pandemic aren't Uh, The people that can work remotely aren't the people that can afford Teslas. If you look at one other car company uh, that we follow, Ferrari, you know, that stock is flat for the year, up about 20 percent over the last year. It trades for about 50 times earnings. And it's kind of the same thing. It only sells 10,000 cars a year. It's a luxury good. It's really not a car company.
1: Right. So what do the Wall Street analysts make of all this? I mean, they spend every day poring over the numbers. Where are they?
0: You know, almost every answer with respect to Tesla, whether it's the stock, the company, its CEO, is it's in its own universe. So the average analyst price target is about 25% below current levels. That's not typical. Analysts don't usually predict that the stock is going to, you know, fall hard. The average price target for stocks in the Dow, about 13% higher, you know, 12 months out, you
1: know. But Tesla, you know, it's just its own thing. Right. So just to put that in perspective, basically, Wall Street analysts tend to be a pretty optimistic bunch, a pretty bullish bunch. You know, they get paid to be bullish to some degree. But when it comes to Tesla, it's gotten so far ahead of them, they're actually predicting on average for the stock to decline.
0: Right. Yeah. And decline by about 25 percent. And and I hear you, Alex, but. You know, usually stocks rise over time and earnings are growing over time. So, you know, people take their models and they say, okay, the stock will be up, you know, 10 or 15 percent over the next year. You know, it's all very normal, except nothing is normal about Tesla. Right. And the the average, the consensus for Wall Street becomes totally meaningless because what you really have is you have this group of incredibly bullish analysts and this group of incredibly bearish analysts and then you're
1: taking the average of that and no one can agree really on what the numbers look like right
0: and you know for the most part traditional car analysts just don't understand the valuation right so these guys and they're all men are covering companies like general motors and ford general motors trades at about 5 times 2021 20, earnings estimates And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have basically tech analysts, people that cover semiconductors and technology. And they look at Tesla and it's a Silicon Valley player run
1: by a Silicon Valley doyen. So basically, they're another disruptor, just another disruptor, according to those tech analysts.
0: That's a perfect way to put it. They're just disrupting the automotive industry. And... Every automaker around the world, century-old industry is now sort of taking a look at what Elon Musk has created and saying to themselves, you know what, we got to do what that guy's doing. Uh, That's impressive.
1: Okay. And I'm glad you brought up Elon Musk because there's obviously no way to have a conversation about Tesla without talking about its founder and its CEO. So Elon Musk has, has kind of always been different than your typical CEO. You tweet a lot. I I use my tweets to express myself. (laughs) Some people use their hair. (laughs) I use Twitter.
0: Elon Musk is back at it. The Tesla CEO tweeting today, Tesla stock price is too high, IMO, in my opinion. And that tweet, no surprise, sank the stock and raised a
1: lot of eyebrows. Let's get to Philibot with the buzz. There are people who, who say that the company cannot survive without you. I don't think that's true, yeah. there are people who say the company cannot survive with you. Ha <laughs> ha, that's hilarious. <laughs> so just to give a, a little run through of where we've been, on March 6th, Elon Musk tweeted that the coronavirus panic is dumb. So I'm just going to leave that there for context. In the last few weeks, He's basically said that the stock is too expensive, and he's now going after the state of California, which continues to keep his California production factory closed. What should we make of all this? What do investors make of this? I mean, and, and what, what should car buyers even make of this?
0: Yeah, you know it, it's funny. you, you tried to give all that's happened, but like there's I, I sort of read the Elon Musk Twitter feed, you know, almost you know, as part of the job, and there's just so much more. So he is always playing by his own rules. And if we get off the Twitter feed, he you know most recently swore on his uh, earnings conference call and called uh, people fascists. He just does not play by the typical measured CEO playbook, where the answers are sort of generic, and there's a lot of words like you know safety and working together and negotiating. It's just not the way he's built. What does it mean for everybody else or investors? You know, he hasn't changed. Let's put it that way. Right now, he is very motivated to get his plant back open. CEO Elon Musk says Tesla is restarting production in California in defiance of a county order he tweeted Monday that he would also join workers on the assembly line and that quote if anyone is arrested i ask that it only be me Alameda County health officials say they reviewed Tesla's safety and prevention plan for its Fremont plant if Tesla complies with the updates the county will allow the automaker to prepare for a possible reopening as soon as next week there's kind of a whole variety of reasons for that. A, there are still demand for Tesla cars and he has to build them. B, relative to other automotive manufacturers, he's concentrated, right? He's got one big plant and he just opened up his second big plant, but he's got to make them in California.
1: And it's and it's worth, Alex, it's worth pointing out that most car makers are not producing cars in California.
0: No, nobody is. So everyone else, to your point, Alex, is reopening their plants. You know, a big Tesla competitor, you know, it doesn't necessarily have the electric vehicle chops that Tesla does, but from a pricing and luxury perspective, you know, BMW is a big competitor to Tesla. It's opening up all its plants again.
1: And some of those are in the U.S., right?
0: Those are in the U.S. and Europe. Now, over you know, a long period of time, you know, this might just be a blip on the map, but nobody wants to give up competitive ground. And I think Tesla is really looking at their manufacturing footprint and saying, man, we got to get this thing back open.
1: No, okay. And in terms of getting it back open, obviously, what's really put helped put Tesla on the map is it's more affordable model three car. That's the car that's theoretically starts as low as $35,000. Although it's probably more like 50,000. There's now a lot more in the roadmap for Tesla. Tell us where we are and sort of the model Y, which is a crossover car. And there's also the Cybertruck. truck. Um, where are we with those? Are those now still on track? That's a good question. The Model Y is here and it's being delivered. So
0: that is a crossover sized uh, SUV. You know, it's kind of like a Nissan Rogue or whatever other crossover. Crossovers are the number one selling cars, you know, by body type in America. People love their crossovers. Analysts expect it to become the best selling model Tesla has ever had.
1: So Al, basically, I mean, if you're an investor, you're looking at the company coming out with this new car that could be more popular than all the other Tesla models that have come before it.
0: Oh, definitely. Right. And if, if you want to spin it ahead. And again, it's the classic bull bear debate with any stock, except just like everything else with Tesla, it's an extreme debate. You know, they're building another factory in Germany. They're building a factory in Texas you know, so they're continuing to expand their footprint. So the bulls have a lot of things that they point to and say, as the company executes, things are going to continue to get
1: better. Right. Well, I mean, so that that starts to put into perspective, sort of this 100% year to date gain, I want to ask you, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, Al, if you're a Tesla shareholder, and maybe you have, you know, many stocks, and you've seen much of your portfolio take a real hit in the last three months, but you also own Tesla, What should those folks be doing with their stock right now?
0: So I will
1: answer it. This
0: is my opinion. Although, you know, we talk to a lot of investors in this job, obviously. And, you know, I have a a good friend who is a longtime Tesla shareholder. And he believes in it, right? He believes in all the most bullish projections. You know, Tesla is going to deliver millions of cars. Electric vehicles are the future. They have a lead in battery technology. All of these things. And what he ends up doing is, you know, when Tesla goes up like this, you know, he sells half of it. And he says, I just can't hang around with this level of volatility. But you just take a little money off the table. You don't have to ever sell out of anything entirely. And also, if you hold it the entire time, very importantly, you get bragging rights to say you held it the entire time.
1: All right. Well, I mean, I think that's some good advice, Al. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Alex. To read all of Al's reporting on Tesla, check out Barons.com. I'm Alex Yule. The readback is produced by Meta Lutzhoft and Katie Ferguson. We'll be back next week.
0: This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com WSJ.